0: Now join our host as he introduces the topic for today's new Cyber Frontier.
1: Cyber Frontier. We're continuing our series on uh, to ledger and the research Dr. Gorag has um, delved into over the last seven years of uh, being able to ensure such a specific type of model for um, trust, measures trust for um Digital you know, transformation in this age, especially with the amount of data and things that we use today, very significant in the world we live in, uh, transformation of the internet. So, welcome, Dr. Borog. Um, I know we've done quite a few of these now. Um, so, the concepts today, I think we're going to get into today, in the last uh, podcast that we did. And it was talking about, you hinted at it there. Um, was the publication the story about the publication for yourself and how Amazon, specifically, to digital rights management? So ethical pieces. Now this actually weaves into individuals like that, and myself. I'm um, very passionate about the digital rights concept and the privacy of those. I think mm-hmm. a lot of times, I've seen it a lot of times where individuals. Um, you know, they're very articulate and they create a lot of information and things that they use at their disposal to gain income. And it seems to be consumed with overhead different uh, companies trying to protect it. So I think this fits right in there. And I think you're also uh, you know, you're also a customer of this to specific. So if don't mind, when we dive right into that concept of that and how disaster management can be impacted in today's age by which your research system.
2: Yeah, and I think it comes down to who has the power. Um, you know, in, in we'll say in, in the past legacy times, when you made something, you physically wrote it down. You physically produced it. Uh, you enforced that you were the one making it and sending it out into the world because you had the printing press. You had the the factory that made them. And it was e- that's easy to enforce. You could tell very quickly when somebody's infringing on that. But in the digital world, post-digital transformation, we're getting to the point where 80% of people, their entire life's work and effort is virtual. And it's just yeah. going to grow. I mean, I haven't done anything in the last 10 years that isn't virtual other than what i do at my house with my rocks in the backyard and making a little like koi ponds and fire pits and stuff you know that's the physical right but um our whole work at at work is all virtual we make an elaborate you know even if we're making a a semiconductor matrix we make an elaborate software map that goes in the systems and makes the physical stuff we make a manual that's hundreds of pages we do compliance for software that's installed on hundreds of systems we install stuff on hundreds of systems everything's virtual i mean what do we actually have physical and now that we've got the cloud we even outsource the physical components and whole companies business models don't have anything physical and are diversing anything physical let's sell it off and make it so we can hire employees turn on more servers when we run out of work we get rid of the servers, and we lay off the employees. Nothing physical whatsoever. And we have a whole ability to do a business model that way. If we're accountants and we just do people's books, audit, everything we do is virtual. So literally, we're talking post-digital transformation. What rights and who has the rights? Does the individual who made everything for 10 years of their life own anything? Or have they just given it all away? Even if you're just working on the side and you're at home making a little script for comic books or whatever, what are you going to do? You're going to post it on, on a social media page one at a time. At the end of 10 years, you're known for being the funniest person with your comics around. You own
1: nothing. You've That's what it seems. You've given it to a platform. You've given it to it another group of collection
2: of data and the only power you have is influencing that collection of data so you know in the physical world for thousands of years people made a whole kingdom they made castles they made you know they they increased their lands and their holdings and gave that to their children so now if 80% of your life is virtual
1: what can you build over your lifetime to leave to your children you just given it all away changing that game
2: empowering the individual is what everything i'm doing is about how can we give the future the capability to empower individual rights you can call it digital rights management or intellectual property control i just say it's ownership of what you created it's creator owner empowerment and that's that's what the crux of everything is that you know, I saw a decade or more ago that we were going down this path where nobody's going to have anything, and everything is just given away to free-range data, and then it's all just operated on by artificial intelligence now and things riding on top of it, and and that analytics, and everything goes back to you. Yes, you get more convenience, but
1: what do you actually maintain? Yeah, that's true. Yeah, I... I... I just think the, the concept now today, and it's I know from you said like you said with the uh, you used to write it down when you published a book, it physically have, have something in your hand. copyright to measures, how you know, patent office works. I'm sure it's transitioning the digital transformation age, um, and it becomes a vital element uh, among us when we have to work in a world where everything is digital. And now we got to figure out how can we still possess the identity of our work. Um, that's going to be, it becomes harder and harder every day. It, it becomes more non existent every day. Yeah. Um, I think a lot of individuals have been by it. Uh, in We're the just place giving place. up.
2: I think they've just given up.
1: Just give up. I know that season things by nature I've been dissected over all and over several different ways, and less and less goes back to the individual. Who basically created these things? Yeah. Um, if so- I would
2: have just example, if I would have the book I've written a decade ago, the number of copies in circulation. If I would have kept
1: that to myself, had a way to control it, to only give it to two hundred people, I would
2: have at the at the price that the companies made, I would have made more money than as wide circulation as it's gone well it's just and it, it's all in you've lost that control i've lost that control a hundred copies of my book get sold every month and they tell me every other month that I, they sold one copy and i get royalties yeah. for one one new copy
1: it very wrong and, yes. and what is it? And it's free. Yeah, buying and selling at some points. And who's it's read nice your sales. content,
2: transferred that to somebody else. It's been yeah. rewritten and republished, and and downloaded, and 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 given to third parties, fourth parties, seventh party, hundredth party. Once it's copied, it's it's out there, and now everybody has free run on it. So you'll you make it once, you get paid once for it, and everybody owns it. You really see
1: the idea behind misinformation too, because. It loses its integrity, its identity, some how do you manage to keep uh, information and in its identity importance to its, its to, to the one who created it? Yeah. Um, so I think that's also something that's firm within the idea of your design process for this research that you've done, this ledger and its ecosystem. Um, talk a little bit about the governance. I know that was something that we didn't touch on last. Um, mm-hmm podcast, but it's something that kind of makes this one significantly indifferent from everybody else on the governance that's been kind of uh, evaluated, created, customized, some of the factors that are in there. So talk a little bit about the governance for us right quick on that. Um, I really wanted to touch base on that. I didn't, get, I didn't get a chance to do that last podcast. So,
2: so you know, what is governance? We, in the corporate world, we hear that word all the time. It's somebody that runs around with the clipboard and checks off stuff quite often Uh, it's a it's an extra exercise in keeping track of things right but if you think about it in terms of the physical world we have a government that manages programs builds highways helps with infrastructure um collects taxes all the things that government programs might do police force investigative work prison systems anything that is but it's a government right in the virtual world it's kind of just a free-for-all governance in terms of what what i've looked at putting together is a way to basically make a government in post-digital digital revolution, or transformation where now in the virtual arena there's a way to govern the things that are out there that are all virtual the operations that are out there that are virtual the actions that people take that are virtual the identities of people that are all virtual and to control it all in a structure not where it's controlling it and turning the switches so determining who gets to do what and who doesn't but a way to keep a semblance of order for everybody in a you know nature of fair play and to do so in a in governance had to have and a neutral aspect to it where one person can't control it one company that just says oh yeah we sold one of your book download your one person downloaded your book today but the other 200 people downloaded uh, an e-copy that we already sold to somebody so we don't have to pay you royalties cuz we already sold it so you know that and that's kind of what they look at is if somebody bought an e-copy and they're giving it back to them they can sell it to somebody else without paying the initial author and yeah. how do you how do you govern fair play in that? Fair play is whatever they decide they're going to give you,
1: yeah.
2: and you have no way to even check into it. I can't tell because nothing is keeping track of whether they gave out or it's a new copy or they're even the, the even the 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 uh, object the um, the objective look on what's new versus old in digital. If they made a copy before, is that copy now a new thing or not? But the, the, the nature of fair play, can we get to a point where everything that is given is given to whoever it's given to for an amount of time and we value as the creator owner for that period of time that we gave it to them and we, it gets shut off at the end of that time. And what they did with it is also something that is identifiable. That type of governance on an individual nature becomes something that the post-digital transformation world needs. We need to have a governing system in all these virtual operations, transactions, identities, because it's all just digital bits, right? Who who has control can't be a certain company, can't be a government, um, and it has to be open for everybody to view how the governance process is working. On itself,
1: yeah, traceability, right? Digital assets
2: attestation Something.
1: is the the
2: technical term for it. That we're able to prove what you said is actually accurate. You know, if we, if you, if a hundred people downloaded copies of your ebook, you have attestation of all one hundred people or all one hundred downloads without knowing who the people are. So the identities have to be kept private and that's the balance in the governance system is the private the public the accountability attestability the um the trust of operate operands and operators all those things come together in a neutral way make a government in you know virtual world post digital transformation everything's virtual now, here's whole countries, whole governments, whole groups of people, whole entities, whole programs, whole structures for users, whole identity basis,
1: all set up and, and managed. And with that scalability that we we're referring to, it uh, becomes nation, becomes statewide, becomes federal-wide, becomes, it just consistently gets. And the ledgers, the the different types of ledgers that you've introduced here, um, they also can it can be customized for specific groups, um, and also can be customized for public access, those types of things. Yeah, and so that's just,
2: yeah, that's something we, we looked at, especially with the digital privacy and then with IEEE, is that um, the social differences at different places in the world. People want to be want to control the social aspects of digital governance per their societal views, and they're different for right. different places in the world. So you have to empower that a system of governance can be regionally and jurisdictionally divided and making that capability, at least the groundwork built into the governance, because one industry doesn't wanna be governed the same as another. The energy industry doesn't wanna be governed the same as a payment card industry or the same as the medical industry, they all have different needs. And, um, you know, in in the last couple, last couple of years, we'll say last three to five years, there's been a move into what's called the decentralized autonomous organizations, the DAO. And it basically around an industry, around a company, around a group of users that have a similar interest. And it is the first thoughts of looking at a government in this digital world. I'm going to make a DAO for my video game. And all the players that operate in this video game are going to agree and work within these bounds of a digital air government for these group of users. Uh, And those controls and things are starting to pop up. But what we saw with, with distributed ledgers, it wasn't integrated into any technology that is out there. And it was missing from every single one of them. So to start saying from the ground up, governance has to be integrated into the controls. Is something very unique about the work that we've done and started here, um, which is actually supported by a couple of universities that house the the nonprofit organization structures that manage those initial back back end servers and systems that will be used to implement the governance.
1: Yeah, sounds like you know, i are mean, referring to uh, multiple screens, uh, content, things like that. Um, it looks like the, the distributed ledger concept it will establish transparency, tamper proof uh, to make this ownership uh, while your privacy system coming in. Um, a little bit about the smart contracts. Um, it looks like the, the, those types of elements, I'm sure they will employed the uh, automated royalty payments. So that's the concept that, that would be used for the smart contracts, ensuring that the rights of the creators are respected. Right? Yeah. Um, the nature of the decentralization of of the ledger. Do you think it reduces the risk of unauthorized access or tampering of digital content?
2: You know, you know that that's actually one of the problems with the smart contracts, as you said, is is that um, anybody can make a smart contract, put it on the blockchain, uh, and it's operating. But how do we know which ones are operating successfully which ones have vulnerabilities weaknesses which ones are actually scamming other people or taking advantage of systems or which ones are are taking advantage of loopholes and other ones um, and a governance system needs you know we'll say in the future will exist to help to support the neutrality of operations um to one enforce the the review of 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 valid content and to be able to um provide an insight into you know the trust of people that might not have valid operations all the time or the operations which individually can be singled out um the the operations of of a smart contract could be like a loan payments where it keeps track of every time once a month that you made your car payments and it started out with 72 payments and every month it goes down one and it clicks down um and can could somebody falsify that and not pay a loan and have it click down that would be the 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 type of a government somebody some, or an, an infrastructure overlooking like we have our police force or fbi that's is capable of doing so in the virtual world but the tools for them have to exist first the cameras to see people the 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 speeding you know guns your um speed speed detectors to tell how fast you're going all those things are the tools for digital governance they're a little bit different but that just gives you an example of what types of things are stood up as part of the governance process to be able to just make the operations of the governed areas transparent for the governance process.
1: Do you think the end user himself will probably I mean do you think that they'll have more control over the and we get back into the into intellectual property, the digital rights management concept that we were starting with. Um, do you think they'll have more control over their digital assets by these means?
2: I think we're heading in the right direction. I think we empower the tools of having the accountability for what people do. Uh, right now, we have nothing, so it's kind of the age of pirates. Now, whatever you can get your hands on, uh, you take. And as soon as you become, you know, big enough, formidable enough by collecting what whatever you can to have a viable way of making revenue from it, then we have digital air companies that that are successful. Um, so i think that we're you know we're heading in the right direction whether it just magically turns the switch on it's it's looking at impacting a social change we in 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 the first early early times of the of the internet we were very resistant to a accountability of what we did because we wanted to have anonymity and freedom of doing whatever but i think we've all seen and come basically entirely to the point where we understand that everybody just can't have anonymity and free run to do everything, or else you kind of have the situation we're in now, where things run amok. An era of pirates, everybody becomes a pirate, even honest people become a pirate, because there's no way to make money honestly. So how can we turn that around to say, change the behavior with the technology that enables us to empower, us to do ethical behavior.
1: Yeah, it sounds like it fosters a trust, a trusted environment, um, especially when it comes to content sharing and create and respect for that person who created it. Um, I know that it's it's more or less on the good graces of individuals that will respect one another. Uh, that doesn't always happen across the board, like called to the pirating concept, uh, different rights, pirating measures. Um, of course, that's unlawful. Um, so, the with this is uh, the damper this whole uh, Wild, Wild West concept. going mm-hmm. out there being able to produce something that Take it all and it wants to actually come out there in respect to them. So, sounds like there's a, a true concept here um, that would kind mean, deliver. Different levels, said like, with uh, the governance concepts and different nations and the way they perceive the way the uh, hmm. rights of an individual, uh, yeah, would be treated. So, and I think you know we
2: have some some examples of this in the past. The West was free range for for many years, seventeen, eighteen yeah. hundreds, and and people whenever they start people started moving west, homesteading and putting up fences. The free range people had a problem with that people that wanted everything for you. you, you will have a dynamic of over the time, this is a new frontier, as we talked about in some of the uh, an earlier podcast, where we're all moving into digital transformation. You know, eventually, we might 80 90% of us not do anything physical, everything's virtual, we have to have ownership rights, we have to have the ability to put our fence up somewhere and show what's ours and what somebody else's, and then be able to tell who cut the fence and that level of accountability is literally what we're looking at is individualizing just like the west was tamed with individual property rights and homesteading and barbed wire we're making the barbed wire for the property that people can start to say this is my property you know if everything's a free for all for everybody who becomes in power is the biggest group the biggest group that can can overpower another group but no I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a one person. I want to be able to grow from one to two and then from two to four and from four to eight and, and and keep having what I had before instead of just it goes into the open range and it's everybody's so it's a new thought process. it's the next air in, in the kind of the evolution of humans moving in the digital direction
1: yeah it, it, it brings to mind. Social factors um, that will play roles as we see change happen with specifics to this um, you know what we're used to being able to do things. I know there's going to be consensus of opposing I mean what kind of social opposition do you think what is is going to play roles in its future efforts as it continues to grow
2: Yeah, yeah, just like um like the 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 front range whenever you know people who were free rate or- you know free range mindset went around for years and cut fences and and said you know we're you, know, you can't fence up the open range you, even though you own that part we have to be able to go through so things like right of right of ways and easements and and public land had to come into play and those all those things don't exist yet and that's what when we look at the governance structure it starts to define those things in the virtual sense how can yeah. we now put these things we know in the physical world and start to tame this free range open west to where it benefits the people who spend the time
1: to put the effort in yeah i think i think it will bring in like most things bring in you know it's got its good and its bad and it's got potential to do tremendous things i also think that the opposition of for some that will be wanting to not go the direction that it's headed you know i want it implements because it could intrude on behaviors that, that they probably shouldn't have um which will also protect those who are honestly trying to provide content and share their content in a rightful way um so i, I can see the opposition the opposition
2: you say who is the opposition and it's it's probably the people who benefit from open data right now, um, and that would be companies that do analytics that sell trends and other people's data. Um, some of the the connected vehicles are racing forefront into how much information can we collect on a vehicle and have it all shipped back to our database so we can tell about users' behavior. Um, yeah. In the future, if those fences start to go up and they don't have the data, it starts to starve those type of operations and literally a, a current version of ai is really thinking for itself it's doing big data analytics it's looking yeah. at mass amounts of data and doing a trending and a statistical analysis and coming up with the averages of things and as soon as you start cu- putting up the fences and removing yeah. data from the free range pool, it could start to starve those type of entire industries yeah. and if enough people say hey I want to have control over what's mine. I'm going to start today. It's not going to, you're not going to get back what you already gave. It's gone. It's out there. But you're going to start today and say, from this point on, I'm going to start doing something on the weekend every week. And I'm going to have something in 10 years that then can be something that I keep forever and give to my children and use to make revenue. Um, I like the example of the the person who couldn't, you know, just, um, fired from a job, was totally beat down from industry. And they said, you know, I'm gonna find something I do like to do. I'm gonna sit in my room and I'm gonna glue toothpicks and popsicle sticks together. And they filled the room up with these little sculptures. And then everybody laughed at them because they were just wasting their time. And pretty soon the whole garage was filled up with these sculptures. And they started connecting and making big buildings. Then they filled up the backyard. And you know, in 10 years, this individual had a museum with like 10 acres of toothpick sculptures that people paid $40 to come into and spend the day and have their weddings yeah. there and whatever. But these type of things, Lego land is another example of yeah. just somebody who built over time. But if every one of those Lego blocks you put together is given away in free range and you have no ability to grow that over time, you yeah. have nothing at the end of 10 years. It's all given away one piece at a time. That's what is changing. That's what we want to empower. That's what I feel the, the world needs to have and will have at the the outcome of what, what I've done.
1: Yeah, I think in respect to those who should have the ownership, this is certainly something in the digital age, in the digital space that would be preferred. Um, and I, there is always going to be opposition to most things. But I think in this way, we're correcting something that inevitably has gone awry by doing this, by, by using this. So it certainly is an answer solution to still being able to live in that digital space uh, with preserving what you've created and the integrity of that. So. Yeah, to changing okay. the philosophy. Yeah. 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 It's something that we've never seen before. And, and most people feel helpless. And now there's something there that says, hey, we do have a way. Um, we have run out of time for this podcast, as always. I know we could just keep going on and on and on, right, Dr. Brown? Um. <laughs> uh, potentially, we're going to try to do a few more uh, in this series uh, with this topic uh, as we keep going further and further. Probably do uh, many, many as uh, we break this down even more as Dr. Cora is going into uh, already in conversations. Um, any last minute? Uh,
2: any other- I would say we would love to have more people come in and talk on this topic. Um, if it's something you you have to offer in this area, a, a direction you're going with your products, your company, or even a, an adversarial opinion, you want to come on and tell us, "Hey, this is this is crap," and we think this never should happen. Hey, we'd love to hear from you. Come on, talk to us, um, and uh, we look for always look for great guests and people with great ideas in the uh,
1: cybersecurity and even the philosophy of human engagement with the digital world. Thanks. Yeah. Right. That's all for us this round of the New Cyber Rock here. I am your host, Dan Montgomery and our guest Dr. Gorok. Um, that's it for us. Everybody so, have a uh, be safe out there and we'll see you next time. New Cyber Frontier.
0: Blockframe technology offers next-generation blockchain managed trust and security. Unique non-fungible tokens are used to secure software bills of materials to provide data quality and security for every transaction in your supply chain. Deploy advanced peer-to-peer product security, scale zero trust capability to millions of IoT devices, allow vendor tracking and accountability, and rapidly reset from compromise unchangeable time sequenced blockchain data provides next generation security using machine learning trust algorithms and audit analytics. Start securing your supply chain today by contacting BlockFrame at www.blockframetech.com. We hope you have enjoyed this episode of New Cyber Frontier. Remember to get involved. Often we think that someone else will handle privacy and security in the virtual world, but you are the only one truly in command of your virtual fate. Join our mailing list so we can keep you informed of breaking news and new releases. If you have an idea, if you have a question that you would like to hear answered, or if you want to get involved with our efforts, reach out to us at newcyberfrontier.com. We also encourage you to visit our sponsor's links, as they are the ones that really make this show possible. I want to thank each of you for supporting the show, and we look forward to seeing you back for the next episode of New Cyber Frontier.